Tom, how are you doing? Hello. Good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm all right. Did you guys have a good holiday? Stayed busy? Well, I was on vacation. I was in Barcelona. I'm drinking Spanish wine. She sounds like she's got the better life of all of us right now. But the worst sound, I think. <laughs> yes, where's your sound? I'm glad you pointed it out, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always saying that in the rehearsal room. Can you adjust the sound? Uh, how am I sounding now? Oh, there you go. Loud and clear. Oh, that's beautiful. Zubaida. Okay. I actually was pretty close, but <laughs> I was talking to my friend um, Jacob, who plays in the band uh, Children of the Sun uh, from... He, you guys did some shows together and I told him I was interviewing you guys and he was like you better get their names right man he goes you're terrible with Swedish names I'm like I know I'm horrible with like names but you think with a last name like De Lamont you would figure I would I would be able to say people's names but yeah no <laughs> but you're not French speaking are you no I'm actually from New Orleans I, I was born and raised in New Orleans and so it's kind of more like a uh, like like a Creole French that I'm, you know, that mm -hmm. that's my ancestry. But um, I actually failed French twice. Okay, <laughs> as many do. It's a hard language. It's like one of the harder ones for me, you know. But you know, so I treated myself to. Uh, um, I'm gonna learn how to speak Swedish this year is my goal. Very good. Ooh, a lot of people say Swedish is the is one of the harder language to learn, but I'm not sure. Well, I have I have friends, so many friends who are Swedish, and I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to know if I ever go visit them if they're saying bad things about me, and I can't understand them. <laughs> you know, good start is uh, watching some Swedish movies in uh, uh, in subtitles. Yes. Yeah. I have a friend of mine, actually, is a guy who played play drums in my band. Uh, he's from uh, Puerto Rico. And he learned how to speak English <laughs> watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> so he said, unfortunately, every word I knew was a bad word, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys put out one of my favorite albums a couple of years ago. And I just got the advance of the new one. And it is fantastic. Like, great it, is, it is such a diverse collection of songs. And, you know, I've been a fan since uh, I heard Root Jam years ago. And so, you know, Sienna Root is in like a top tier for me of like my favorite bands, you know. And I feel like since then I've, I've got I've, I've had the chance to watch Sienna Root evolve and take on different personalities. And, you know, you went from that kind of, almost kind of psychedelic world music sound and started to kind of adopt more of like a, like a, like a rock sound. But I feel like with this new album, you've managed to kind of pull everything, you know, that Sienna Root is about. Like, how was it? Was that like a conscious thing or did it just like, you know, was that something that you planned, you know, or did it come natural? It's tough to plan everything, uh, but some parts were, uh, of course, of intention. 
Um, at one point when we uh, when we were rehearsing, uh, we thought, well, this might be an all acoustic album. But then uh, along the way, we uh, found that these electric songs are very strong and they fit together with the, these other acoustic songs. So let's uh, let's not limit ourselves to doing just an acoustic song, acoustic album, but but uh, incorporate everything if it if it fits together. What do you think, Sabada? Well, yeah, I agree. I mean. But I also think my, I mean, I, I think it's a, uh, one of Sienna Root's biggest, uh, how do you say, USBs, if you know what I mean. It's, it, it, it's, um, it's, uh, it's ever changing, you know, from each album. And I, so I think it kind of falls in line with that, but still being unique enough and still having that Sienna Root lens to it. So, uh, so I mean, in that sense, I, I do agree that it's, you know, it's, it's an ever-changing, but, but then at the same time, it's hard to say because we always, in my case at least, I mean, I, I get propelled by, uh, you know, things that happen in my life. So I don't actually necessarily think, like, how is this going to fit into, like, a Sienna Root vibe? It's just, you know, Sienna Root is the platform where you get to express your musicality and then for this record, it, ha it happened to be this. There's a lot of themes that's, you know, current, at least for me with, you know, what was going on at the time with the pandemic and, uh, and a lot of that stuff, for example. So that was one of the things I was definitely interested in was because talking to some of my, you know, my fellow musician friends, um, so many of them kind of took the pandemic in different ways, like it affected them different ways. But one of the things I was the most happy about was to hear how many of my friends were almost kind of like inspired because they were like, as much as it sucks to not be able to go out on the road and play, they were like, we were kind of forced to like do something. You have to be creative. You had to write. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. they took time to make music that they knew they weren't going to get an opportunity to play live. So that energy went into the creative process, you know? So did you guys kind of find that the same way? Well, in general, it's, uh, it's a good thing with tough times when you talk about creativity, at least for me. And I think many people that you need a little bit of heartache or a little bit of uh, trouble to, uh, to get in a, to a creative mood. But, uh, well, as a group, I don't know if we, we also got into this, uh, how do you say, uh, when time stands still, that's really a little bit like nothing was happening also. It's a balance. It was troubling not to meet the audience. Mm -hmm. So did the, so, uh, uh, Zabida, did you, I mean, you're such a dynamic performer and you have, you know, other projects and stuff that you do. I've, as, as I've been a big fan of yours, you know, since hearing about you and like, how hard was it for you to all of a sudden be removed from the, the live music world? 
Um, oh, well, it's, it, it was, uh, I mean, we, specific, specifically in Siena Ruth, but I think me, myself, I, I, was, I was still working uh, as a bartender at the time. I, it was kind of jarring. And then I also, I also got very sick very early during the uh, COVID times. And I, yeah, so I, so I uh, had to remove myself from seeing people for quite some time. And of course, in Sweden, we didn't have as strict uh, lockdowns as a, a lot of other countries had. But as I understood it, it was um, so I wasn't necessarily out in society and feeling the effects of that. I was just at home, like eating ice cream every day. But that was extremely boring at the same time. You know, like I would for me, I, I would wake up every day and be like, OK, am I going to be better today? Because I had one of those symptoms where you had like pressure on your lungs, which yes, was kind of yes. one of the early symptoms that went away uh, mm -hmm. later into the uh, as COVID progressed and there was new variants and all that. Mm -hmm. So and also it was so early that we didn't have testing. So we didn't know how long you would be contagious. You didn't know how long, you know, you were supposed to incubate until, you know, until very much later. I think we knew in December, maybe like exactly the, you know. Or not exactly, but at least you had more of an idea and the tests started coming out and you could actually, you know, know for sure whether or not you had COVID in another way. So, but so it's, uh, it, was, it was also, you know, when I got, when I finally got a little bit better and I came out, this was somewhere in the middle of summer, it was like, you know, you came out to like a dead society. People think that like Sweden, we have no rules, but... The, the thing about Swedish people is that we trust our governments in, uh, not that, you know, our government is pure or anything like that, but, you know, it's very common for, for Swedish people to, like the, how do you say, the co corruption levels in Sweden are very, very low. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so a lot of people, they just, there were recommendations that everybody followed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at some point during the night, people, there were, people wouldn't go out, you know. There weren't any people to see. So, and that was kind of jarring. You're like, how am I going to, you know, make a living right. doing what I do? But yeah, I mean, so it, it was it was a mixed bag uh, because I was sick and then, you know, coming out to people already adjusted. And I was like, okay, so this is the new normal, I guess mm -hmm. we'll see. One of the, but we actually played more so than many other bands with mm -hmm. Sienna Root, I think. Lobe, you'll have to correct me. We were away for a couple like of those shows in uh, in Germany, all, all these like open air shows when they did a, did a lot of the live streaming at some point, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Lobe? yeah, we did a few shows, um, but uh, fewer than we usually do. Well, so now that we're kind of, you know, it's become. I guess I guess in, in our world now it's it's a new norm, you know, like it seems to have kind of eased off, you know, but now like it's gonna be just another sickness that we're gonna have to deal with and be caught, you know, like the cold or the flu or whatever. Did any of this like stress or the or, or the kind of like hardship of it all play into the songwriting? I think uh few songs uh, really heavily inspired by, by this, uh, by this, yeah. Right, Savoida? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a couple 
lyrics for there's one song on there uh, when you talk about like actually being bored out of your mind mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's there's a song uh, called the the procrastinator and a lot a of the lyrics that are yeah yeah exactly it's, it's it's very much inspired by just sitting home and being you know bored out of your mind and being like should i be doing something better oh yeah i can so now i'm a professional procrastinator all of a sudden this came from that kind of way of thinking you know uh, and then also i was i am um, i think it's uh the, the first single record. yeah the coincidence of faith mm-hmm. okay. right it's uh that one uh, a lot of a lot of the lyrics it came from when I, when in the beginning when I got COVID um, and it, I had like really I had a lot of anxiety and I really thought that I would die at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually really uh, from a time when I was like you know I wasn't sure that I was gonna make it and I was like really <laughs> you know yeah. is this my time has it come already <laughs> it's like so. too soon <laughs> yeah exactly like. So. I wasn't really ready to say goodbye, but you know, it's, uh, but you know, thoughts of death when you reach them or when you, uh, when you first come upon it and you realize how fragile life is, you know, that is absolutely, I think a lot of lyrics in music history is inspired by people's fear of death, of course, but mm-hmm. you know, it's one of my first time as a songwriter where it really came from a place of genuine, you know, fear. Especially even like looking back on some of the more the most classic, you know, songs of of you know, you know, the '40s, the '50s, and the '60s. Like some of the greatest music was born out of bad times and disaster and trouble. I mean, like you know, if there, if if it wasn't for Vietnam, we wouldn't have had three fourths of the great, a third of the great music we had from the '60s. Do you know what I mean? So it's. You know, so now moving forward, is that something that like when you hear that song, it's good, or when you perform that song, you're going to kind of feel like in touch with that idea of like, you know, at one point you really had to kind of like ponder your mortality, you know? Well, I, I don't know how it is for the rest of the guys. I think everybody know for me where the inspiration for that song came from. Um, mm. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 kind of a bittersweet thing as a songwriter when you you realize that you know, of course it's going to become a song that that's connected to the past. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's going to be really fun to see how it how it you know reaches people you, out there, because at the at the end of the day, that's like what's music what music is for you know, inspiring people, making them feel like they're seen in a song or feeling represented or. You know, so I'm excited about that, but I'm also, you know, it, it doesn't make me feel bad, if that makes sense. It yes. only, right. it, it, it's, I'm really happy that my, uh, my way of expressing myself through music has, you know, I mean, it's like a milestone, you know, that I can always remember, in a sense, you know, it's, it's even better than like writing a, a diary. It's like, you know, <laughs> it actually... It's something that you know, other people can take uh, take part of. Also, you know, I really like that song. I, I think that song is excellent, and uh, I'm really happy uh, every time we've played it uh, live. I think I think it works very well live as well. Well, so kind of touching back, kind of like what I was talking about with just the diversity of Revelation was, um, 
you know, and again, like I said, just to repeat myself, like I've been a fan of seeing a root for a while and to kind of hear like a progression. It's not even so much that you're leaving behind your thing, but it's like, there's a progression of like, okay, this is where Sienna root is right now. Like we're, in a, we're in a rock mood. So we're going to make a fucking rock record, you know, or like, or like we're in a blues mood. So we're going to make a blues song, you know, but like what I really got out of this album was like I said, there was like seemed to be elements of Sienna Roots, you know, you know, past, but then also working its way forward with Zubaida. This also feels like it's a very stable unit now. And how has that played for like, you know, I mean, you know, Luva being in the band for forever, basically, like, how does it feel to have that stability now? As far as like a lineup goes. What's the question for me? <laughs> it feels great. Yeah, that yes. was for you. I'm sorry. I should have I should have redirected that. Let me add to that. Is that like, you know, how's it so ha- for having such a stable lineup now, it, it, do you find that it, it takes like a lot of the guessing out as far as like, you know, what what are we gonna do? How are we gonna do this and whatnot? Like I like to put it like this. Uh, when you perform a concert, uh, I think the ideal uh, show is 70% structured and uh, prepared and, uh, and then 30% improvised. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the best mix of it, something like that, 70-30. And when it comes to organizing a band, it's always nice with the new blood and, and some new ideas that comes into the band, but it also requires a little bit of stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, in the long run, if you keep on going just the same, uh, same people, you have a problem with renewing yourself and being creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not every band that, that uh, can do what ACDC does, uh, like write the same song for 20 albums. It, it's, um, it's a tricky thing, and, and mo- many bands don't succeed with that. And I think this is something that Sienna uh, Root has a, as an advantage. Uh, but I'm very happy now, uh, also this... This album features guest musicians like Sian on sitar and uh, Lisa on flute, and uh, Eric also joins on the clavinet. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so I think it's really a healthy mix of uh, stability and uh, inspiration and creativity. Because I always kind of thought of Sian Root as almost almost like a collective of sorts, you know, like. Yeah, it's been, you know. in, uh, during some periods, it's been really like that. And I guess in some ways too, as a musician, like like if I could experience that, like in a collective of sorts, like that to me seems like such an exciting way to make music. Cause kind of like what you said is that the creativity instead of, kind of being encapsulated by one lineup and you're just kind of making the same music going forward that having a revolving door of musicians kind of welcomes in new sounds and new influences and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's the, 
the best way with music uh, is when you have some people meeting and those two people create something that becomes three together, not two. Mm-hmm. It's something more. Uh, the, uh, the tension between the, the ideas uh, develop into something nobody would have thought of. That, that's, mm-hmm. the, uh, that's the best way, I think. Zabata, you um, coming into the band, I mean, you're talking about a band who at the time when you joined had probably like what, uh, like 15 years under their belt already? Like coming in, was it hard for you to feel like I've got to make it? Was it kind of hard for you to feel like you had to make, was there more pressure on you, I should say, to feel like you had to go in and make your mark? Or were you just like, I'm just going to slide in here and do my thing? Ooh, hard question. I mean, both yes and no. Uh, you know, when I joined the band, I didn't know that I would be playing as much keys as I'm doing now, for example. <laughs> so that's been, I mean, that's been quite the journey. You know, when I when I started, the, uh, when I, or when the initial conversation started happening, uh, Arke was still planning on playing with the band. And then he found out that he was becoming a dad. And, you know, that kind of, you know, had its period of time before we landed in me, you know, starting mm-hmm. to play keys, which is obviously, I mean, I think that part for me has been uh, more pressure surrounding mm-hmm. because when it comes to, I don't know, the only pressure I ever felt when it comes to singing with Sienna Root is doing the songs justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't, I think I've ever like doubted my capacity as a vocalist in that sense or a live performer even but since I've also I was also a fan of Sienna Ruth for quite a long time before joining the band you know I started right. listening to them when I was in school and stuff like that so for me it was when I started to get to know Luve when we started seeing each other in Stockholm I was always starstruck when I was seeing it I was it was very that you know like like <laughs> oh I used to listen to your band with my friends in, in like a living room and smoking pot you know like that kind of thing so it, it's like it's really funny uh looking back at it now i mean this is and you have to experience me close up <laughs> <laughs> and i stopped smoking pot so it, it's, uh, i think smoking pot and joined the band it would have been it, it would probably not be the same you know mm-hmm. So I think it was good that I was a little bit older and had time to like do my own thing a little bit and right you know um, but so the only thing I've ever felt pressure about is you know being able to deliver the the meaning of the songs and having them you know still be in a Sienna Roots kind of fashion and but also and adding my stamp on it mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm that, that part I feel pretty confident about these days the organ part, I think, since it's uh, such a, it's, uh, I still feel like it's new, even though I've been doing it for a couple of years, but it's, yeah. it's such a, it's a big world. So you're always learning new things about like what type of organs to play, how you can play it, mm. what amps you can use, what cables are the best. Like, oh, if, like, for example, like we, when we did a lot of summer touring, now, if, for example, in Herzberg, it, I was like, why is this organ sounding like it's out of key? Because the whole system is not run on like electricity that's connected to, you know, a house or a ground. It's like, uh, I didn't even know that this could happen. Like it's, it's, I'm just learning stuff as I go along, you know, but it's uh, one day at a time.
Well, Luva, how would you grade yep. her? What kind of grade would you give her? <laughs> She's a natural talent, I would say. <laughs> He's so nice, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. If nice Sometimes. just equals for politically correct, then you're absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call it here. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. actually, in the in the south, you know, here in Georgia, like if someone says like, "Oh, bless your heart," that means like, "Oh, you are." So such an idiot you know what I mean like so it's amazing how like you can have these like little twists on sayings you know but um, yes. but mm-hmm. I, and actually in listening to the album again it would, I'm so glad you mentioned professional procrastinator because to me that was a new influence that I hadn't really heard in Sienna Root yet and I don't know how close I would be, but it reminded me a lot of like the Glenn Hughes era of Deep Purple, you know, like when David Coverdale was the singer, mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. had that Glenn Hughes vibe to it. Like the vocals were kind of over the top, but like really like punchy and soulful. And I really got that vibe out of that song. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I haven't thought about it. Are you a Glenn Hughes fan, Zavida? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's... Uh... I don't think there's any era with Deep Purple and stuff that I don't like, actually. <laughs> but I was actually, I had, um, I had the band uh, f- um, Free in mind, actually. Oh, when yeah, I was okay. composing the melody, or like maybe like a Grand Funk Railroad kind of thing, you know, with, mm-hmm. with following the, yeah. the melody, so to speak. I, but, uh, you know, you never know how it's going to come out at the, at the other end. You know, you have your, you have your, um, impressions and then you try to you know figure out around that so that was what what was in my mind but i really love that you know that was probably my favorite song so far but i've only heard the album like a few times so i'm sure my favorite song will change in two weeks so one of the things i did love about that song too and you know being that i'm a folk musician too was that it definitely had like that uh like a traditional vibe to it too which to me was kind of another example of kind of pulling from that older, you know, just a little older aspect of Sienna Root with that traditional yeah, yeah. vibe. Yeah, I think this album has a lot of resemblance to the uh, to the first album, the New Day Dawning. Yes, yes. I was actually just listening to that one earlier. That was, I had, I'm trying to catch up on my Sienna Root vinyl. So you guys need to reissue Root Jam because. Oh, it's been reissued. Coming up. Oh, is yeah. it coming no, up? It, it, yeah, it's coming out. Um, I think in March. Okay. I'm watching that because I can't pay $150 for it on, on the internet, man. <laughs> you know, that's how much it's going for. And oh, crazy. People oh. Are so, I saw a copy on a, a record uh, website called Discogs, which is where people collect their records. I know. You can mm-hmm. trade and, you know, see each other's lists. I, I've seen I've seen it go for as high as one hundred and fifty dollars. And I was like, I love seeing a route. But like, yeah, if they're they're not going to get that money anyway. So I was like, <laughs> This seems to be the most I've actually heard about Sienna Root, other than the fact that I know you guys um, from, you know, just in, in North America. Like this album seems like it's going to be getting quite a, a push. Um, is the demand there yet to get a Sienna Root U.S. tour or like what are you guys thinking? 
Uh, hopefully. Uh, but it uh, it depends on so many things that uh, uh, the political situation and the economy also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's super good, difficult for for uh, even Europeans to get uh, working visa f- for doing concerts there, and because mm-hmm. to book the shows, they they want to know that you're able to come into the country and. Uh, to be able to come into the country, you need to have booked shows. So it's uh, <laughs> backwards. It's kind of, I was just gonna say it's kind of like you know it's like you, you know, like I have a friend who's in a band in London, and they had a full North American tour booked uh, that was supposed to start in October of last year and go from October to November, and they had the whole tour booked and everything, and like at the very last minute, they were just they were denied everything like the visas and everything like they were like yeah. we had everything submitted so early they were like we you know and they kept telling them oh you guys are gonna be fine and i think he was just like like it was like matter of weeks and they were just like yeah it's not gonna happen you know but if you know uh some uh booker that is uh really good working uh, with them then please let us know and and we'll take it from there if anything, why don't you guys just fly into Atlanta and I can, you guys can crash in my basement and we'll just jam here. That'll, you know, <laughs> I can at least get 20 I'll, people out. I know that, you know, so. I'll forward that. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll feed you, give you beer, whatever you want. You know, I have edibles too. So, you know, yeah. can, you know. thank you. Have a good, good time. Well, no, because I, because like I said, I, I feel like the more I've watched and paid attention and followed Sienna Root's career, I mean, especially over there, is that like you got, you guys have grown to be such a, a, you know, just this powerhouse of a band. And I feel like America is suffering by not getting to see a band like Sienna Root, you know, like, you know, I, I want my Swedish invasion. You know, like kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we had the British invasion with the, like, you know, like I want, I want Sienna Root and, you know, Graveyard and Children of the Sun and everybody just to come over here and just like blow everyone away, you know? In your basement. Sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> we can live stream it. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm actually friends with the guitar player from Graveyard, Jonathan Ram. And every time I talked mm-hmm. to him, I said, man, if you guys are going to come to the States, just like pick up Sienna Root and Children of the Sun and bring them over with you. And he was yeah. like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I can't make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, what, a, what a dork. But so, I mean, with that being said, like, you know, as many, as many tours and shows as you guys have done, like, who are some artists that you would love to s- share the road, you know, go on the road with that you could see would be, you know, like a beneficial way to get Sienna Roots music out to the masses? We had some shows uh, planned with Uriah Heap, uh, but it never worked out because they wanted to do just without support act. Uh, we're now 
considering doing a split tour with uh, Rosalie Cunningham. I really admire her work. She's a friend uh, of mine. Yeah. Yeah. You're many friends. Some of my favorite people. None of none of them live here. So you know, all, you know, all my all my closest music friends seem to be over there. But that would be a great bill for you guys to do something with Rosalie. We'll see if it works out. So many things that need to fit. You guys have already been out doing live shows. Like, have you are have you started? Have you been playing some of the songs off of the album live? Yeah, we've been doing one or two of them at least. Uh, you know, to try 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 them out on audiences, and uh, it's been a. I mean, they've been uh, received quite well. So, I mean, we're obviously we're we're gonna do a couple Germany dates now in March, um, and then I think there's another tour being planned as we speak, maybe in May, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we have also a few dates around the release day in uh, north of Sweden. And um, then we also have planned, uh, just about to announce that um, premiere of the uh, movie, uh, Wheels of Revelation, uh, on the 23rd of February. Mm -hmm. I hope we will be able to stream that one as well, but we will see. I would love it. Now Will there maybe be a DVD release of that as well? I think it will not be a DVD because DVD is so much on the way out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Disappearing now. It's only like uh, Japanese and Germans and some in US. Yeah, I pretty much just stream everything. I couldn't tell you the last time I bought a new DVD. <laughs> Although I do buy some music DVDs because you can't stream all these old concerts and stuff, you know. So, but um, well, no, well, that's great. Well, you know, and then I guess one more thing is that you know, after 20 years or so and all this music, how the hell do you guys make a set list? Like, no, that's tough. Well, I don't get it old, I can say that. Too too long of a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah time we go on on when we're like preparing for a tour and deciding between which music we're gonna play the mm -hmm. i mean i love all the boys and Sienna Root, but sometimes i feel like we have turned over every stone now we have discussed every single song just tell me what to play so i can play it <laughs> too many good it's too many good songs to choose from and then everybody's like hmm maybe this one maybe this one it's like <laughs> So with that being said, I have to ask you, what are each of your favorite songs to perform live? Like if you had to pick one particular one. Louvi, you start. I think, uh, I think I could say that uh, Dusty Rhodes uh, is becoming one of my favorites actually from the new album. It has uh, both uh, some fixed parts and it has some open ends as well. That is a great song. And what about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, in the past, I always, uh, like, one of my favorite Sienna Root songs is um, Summer's Old. I love that song. So good. I love the, the, like, the heaviness between that kind of stonery riff over to the, you know, super psychedelic um, kind of vibe to it. And also because it is quite open as well, you know, but it has, it has so many moving parts, but it's still, like, oh, it's so good. But recently, I've started, uh, we added... Um, a song that's a single called Mountain 
two, I believe. Okay. Uh, and that one is really like, it's super bluesy and it's, it's super heavy, but I really started liking it, singing it quite a lot. So that, that's what my... Uh, there's a lot of room for singing there. Yes. Uh, you do that one really, really well. Have you performed The Rat since Zabida's been in the band? We haven't performed it yet, but we are working on it. No, I think it's going to be added maybe. Only rehearsed it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to get this together. <laughs> <laughs> My memory is blurry. I think every time I've heard the rat, the, the bite, I always think about you for some reason, because I'm just like, I could totally hear you just like stepping up to just make that song your own. Well, thanks. I, I really love that song as well, actually. So it's uh, really fun that you mentioned it since we're currently working on, <laughs> on it. Yeah. Maybe we'll add a live uh, version of it for you on YouTube or something. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, unfortunately, this is the only way I can see see you guys is like on YouTube. And it, it's that 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 part of technology that I have to say I do love because, you know, this is the only way I've got I've had the chance to live through the people that get to see Sienna Root, you know, and, I, you know, I've told like I said, like I've told my buddy Jacob before I said, I said, don't take it for granted that you guys get to have so many amazing bands that we don't get to see because, you know, I'm not gonna lie, man, most American bands are terrible. Like I, I yeah, I don't like American <laughs> music very much. <laughs> My wife actually said she wants to ship me off to Sweden at some point. She's like, because once you go over there for the summer and just follow all those bands around and just get it out of your system, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so, yeah, do it. I'll hop on the bus with you guys and sell merch or whatever, man. I'll just do you know. Thank you guys so much for popping in and talking about the new album and the tour and all that stuff. And I am so excited for you guys. And yeah, this is, like I said, it's a great album. I've totally enjoyed listening to it. And, you know, even with the incorrect song title, you know, so, <laughs> but, you know, but no, you guys really put out a great collection of music. And as a fan, I couldn't be happier to just hear one of my favorite bands continuing to just make music that blows me away. It really does. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for those kind words. That's amazing to hear. We uh, really love talking to you. We always do. Well, I love talking to you guys too. And like I said, um, you know, if, if I make it over to Sweden, get your couch ready. Um, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. It doesn't take a whole lot to take care of me. I'm not, I'm pretty low maintenance. <laughs> Although I'm sure my wife would say otherwise. My wife would say he's a pain in the ass. Please take him. You know, just <laughs> or you bring her. You know, I, I mean, I just I just moved to like a, a kind of a big place, and for the first time in my life, I actually have space to have a guest room. So you know what? <laughs> bring your wife if you want to. You get your own room. <laughs> I think she'd be more than happy to let me go for three months. You know. <laughs> well, then Zubaida, we'll, we'll, you'll be who I stay with then, since we know you have the room. <laughs> no worries. Luva, what did you say again about the reissue? Now, now, is that is that like official, or should I not include that in the interview just yet? It's official. Uh, it's official that it's going to be a reissue. We're uh, we're waiting for it, but uh, the test press is approved and. 
Well, that's going to be that's going to be a really exciting thing because to me that was my first introduction to Sienna Root. Okay, that's a good introduction. I still go back and listen to it, and I, I consider that to be, you know, in my like top ten live albums. Wow, thanks. thanks. Actually, I just wrote an article on my top ten favorite live albums that I'm going to be posting soon, and um, Root Jam is in there. So then you can mention it's going to be a reissue. No? I'll let you know when it comes and. Uh... I'll ship it to you. Well, thank you guys again, always. Y'all are really such sweet people and you're wonderful and you make some of my favorite music and please keep it going and I'm going to keep the faith that you'll make it here someday. Thank you, Don. Thank you for having us once again. I see the streetlights lonely bleach your soul Said I was leaving here tomorrow For dying 